welcome to the My Testimony Podcast. I am Crystal Bryant, your host, and I am so blessed to be able to share the testimonies of Jesus in my life and in others' lives. I hope you enjoy hearing what the Lord has done in our lives. Welcome back to the My Testimony Podcast. This is episode number six, and I'm your host, Crystal Bryant. Today, we're doing things just a little different. Um, I have my husband here with me, and um, since the very beginning of this podcast, it's always been something that God has laid on my heart to do, is to speak of his testimonies in, in the Bible, and, um, and then also personal testimonies of salvation and healing and all of the things that we've already been doing. But this time we're going to just be going over um, the Bible. And I think that that's a really special thing that God has left us is these testimonies of him throughout time. And with it being the Christmas season and this releasing on Christmas Day, we were going to have it release last Monday, but we got hit with sickness. Yeah, we all got sick. Well, we're very sick. Yeah, I'm still and, getting over it. Yeah, me too. And so we're just um, trying to catch things back up. And so this will release on Christmas Day, uh, maybe a little before since we missed one. Uh, we will take off a week, though. Um, or for, two. Or two. And we will be back once things kind of slow down. With uh, That way we can allow for family time just remembering and celebrating Jesus's birth and even if it's not his real birthday because we don't know that um, this is the time of year that we celebrate that because his birth was very very important for us so that way he could bring about salvation through his life death resurrection and we are able to access salvation through that so we choose to celebrate this time of year remembering and celebrating Jesus's birthday. And that right there is an amazing testimony in itself. Mm-hmm. So let's just go ahead and pray and jump into it. Lord, thank you for allowing us to gather here. Uh, thank you for blessing Crystal with this podcast to be able to share testimonies about you, Lord. I pray that you would be with us and with the listeners, Lord, and just Keep our eyes and ears towards you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, Matthew chapter 1, the first 17 verses talk about the genealogy of Jesus from Abraham all the way to Joseph. And it is the only place in the Bible that actually, like, it, it talks about genealogy in the Old Testament. But this in the New Testament is, I believe, the only place in the New Testament that talks about the genealogy of Jesus. Like in one chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because in um, the Old Testament, it doesn't go to Jesus because mm-hmm. he wasn't around yet. Yeah. Physically. I think it's it's cool because it shows, you know, the promise originally goes to Abraham. Yeah. That, and he is considered the father of faith. And we have this showing of, okay, so here's Abraham and that. And then it goes to David, and David gets this promise that the root of Jesse would sprout up. So you see Abraham, and you see David, and you see 
the Messiah, Jesus, yeah. all the, all of those different generations, and it's talking about all of that, um, all the way down. So it's it's a very clear picture that Jesus was in that lineage, and it was promised and prophesied that through their lineage would come the Messiah. Yeah, and so it's just another like cementing like this isn't just coming out of nowhere this is a very factual um cemented thing that i think not just people of our time but like jews would have needed to like if they would have read that they would have been like oh you know like this is in line with that yeah and so i thought that was really cool but if you want to go ahead and read the birth matthew chapter 1 verse 18 says now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows: When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, son of David." Do not be afraid to make Mary as your wife, for the child who had been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 1, it only talks about the conception right there. Right afterwards in chapter 2, it goes over to talk about the wise men that come to visit Jesus after he was born. So you can hear that in part of the Christmas stories also. But over in Luke, it goes into much more detail on why they went to Bethlehem and they had Jesus in Bethlehem, not where they originally were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is important because there's so many different prophecies about Jesus and where he would come from and which lineage he would come from and all the cities and places that he would come from. These are all various prophecies throughout that were spoken um, and people were looking for. So Matthew and Luke kind of come in and they just make it really clear, like he's the Messiah and he's fulfilled this prophecy and this prophecy and this prophecy. And this is how. And um, will you read Luke? Luke chapter 2, verse 1 says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Cornelius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, 
The days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. So now, before I move on to verse 8, those first seven verses, that right there like, is the reason why they went to Bethlehem. And this is one of the biggest verses we have here in the Christmas story. Yeah, That's well, true. and it's it's recorded back as a prophecy in yeah. Micah 5.2. Okay. And it says, um, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And that is speaking of Jesus. Yeah. So we have that fulfillment, and they're talking about how, which looked like circumstances, right? Like, because Cornelius was asking, or it was the very first census, and, you know, they're they're making these connections, and God had already known. Yeah. And this is, I think this was like 700 years earlier that it was made. I mean, that's a long time earlier to be like, you know, like, only God would know something yeah. that minute. And then it just keeps going. Like God yeah. already knew that someone would want to kill him and be after him. Yeah. Which is where Herod comes back in. So Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it starts saying, In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, laying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then, and see this thing that happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. After that is when... We don't know exactly when, but then the wise men show up later on. Yeah, so if you go back over to Matthew 2, verses 1 through 23, I wanted to read it only because it mentions a few more um, prophecies, and I think it's just important. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are you by no means least among the leaders of Judah? For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went their way, and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. Which is amazing. I just think that that's so amazing. Anyway, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Verse 13. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken of the Lord through the prophet out of Egypt I called my son. Verse 16. Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the Magi. Then what had been spoken through Jeremiah, the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted, because they were no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in the dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For those who saw the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in the place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. Then after being mourned by God in a dream, he left for the regions of Galilee and came and lived in the city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. In reading all of those things in Matthew 1 um, and Luke, and in Matthew 2, you kind of get this picture of the whole story that goes on. And I think that that comes to a point that we were talking about earlier, how all of the Bible is important. If you don't read every bit of scripture, first of all, you don't read the Old Testament, you're not going to know those prophecies. I mean, obviously, you can read them right there in a short thing, but you wouldn't know where they had come from. And then if you don't read Luke and Matthew, you don't get the full spectrum of the whole thing 
about Bethlehem and the Sitsis because it says that he would be born in Bethlehem. Yeah, there's like three different things. Yeah. Like born in Bethlehem, he's going to be in Nazareth. And he would come, and out, he would of come out of Egypt. Yeah. yeah. And so if you didn't know the whole story, it looks like three random people. <laughs> yeah. But really. That's why reading the Bible is like reading the whole thing is important. Mm-hmm. And so. then you have in the middle of all of that another prophecy, and it was the lamentation and the weeping and the great mourning. And that was in Jeremiah. And it's it's talking about literally every single boy was murdered by Herod. And the yeah. weeping and the lamentation in Israel during that time was so great. It was prophesied about. And it was because Herod didn't want this king, this ruler, to come and overthrow him. And so he slew all the male children. The thing that he didn't know was that God had already... Yeah, told him to go away and get out and run to Egypt, yeah. yeah. But it's amazing how God knew everything that's going to happen. Like from the beginning of the Old Testament, from the beginning of when he created the heavens and the earth, God mm. knew everything that was going to happen from point A to point B. So, yeah, and it, and I mean, that's we, the we cool part his, about Abraham being in there in Matthew 1, yeah, because that's in Genesis, it's not the very, very beginning, but of Genesis, but yeah, it is all that takes place in Genesis, yeah, that was prophesied yeah. that there would be this seed, this lineage, this son that comes from Abraham, that he would be the father of many nations. Like, that was already there from the beginning. Yeah. And throughout time, these prophecies come out. And I I remember it being said by someone, I can't remember who it was, but the possibility of one prophecy being fulfilled is, like, next to impossible. But then, like, take it into, like, the billions of impossibilities yeah. to have all of these be fulfilled not just one but many yeah there's been a lot fulfilled in the bible a lot of the prophecies been fulfilled mm -hmm. and that i mean there's there's a lot over his birth but there's a lot more yeah. over his over jesus's entire lifetime and then there's even more to come when he returns again i just love i love this part i love reading this part I can't imagine Mary and Joseph, you know, but their faith is so great that we get to see just, you know, blind faith. And their blind faith was exactly what they needed to do. They listened and they didn't wait. They just instantly left those night. Like that night they left and the Magi listened and they left a different way. There's just so much faith that we get to see. When God's telling you to do something, don't push it off. Just if he tells you to do something, listen to him. You do it instantly. Yeah. That's what we've had to do. You know? Yeah. Well, that's another testimony in itself. Yes. And there's so many. Um, I'm just so glad that, you know, even in Jesus's life, he came in a manger. He came in this humble way because he didn't want that. He wanted 
to come to heal the sick and the lost and the poor and the widowed. He came for you and me and, and all of those people listening. He came for you and, and it's a free gift. It's this gift of salvation because of his life, because of his death and his resurrection. We have access to salvation and it's the best gift. That's a gift to all, not just you and me, but a gift for everyone mm-hmm. who will accept him. Anyone that wants it, it's there for the taking. Yeah. Uh, you just have to turn to him and repent, and you can have salvation too. And that's, you know, this is just the beginning of that story of his his life with his birth, but there's so many more testimonies There's so much more to even this story that we just don't have time to get into all of it. But I hope that in this Christmas season, instead of turning to the world and what the world is celebrating, turning to Jesus and looking at what he did for us and that gift. That's that's my hope with this um, episode and this podcast and truly with my with my whole life. If there's one message that I could get out there, it's that Jesus came and he died and he rose again and he's seated on the right hand side of the Father waiting for you to accept his salvation. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me um, and that will be in the bottom of the show notes. Uh, I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. And remembering the true reason for the season is Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you sent your Son to be born of the Virgin Mary and that you gave us all these very clear signs and prophecies that were very, very clearly fulfilled, Lord, that we would know who your Son is. And all we'd have to do is accept this free gift of salvation and repent of our sins, Lord, to know that we are sinners saved by grace, Lord. And we just thank you so much for something that we don't deserve, but you give it so willingly, Lord. We just love you so much. And we thank you for this podcast, Lord. I pray that whoever needs to hear this will hear it, Lord. And and I just thank you for everything that you do. My words can never thank you enough for the gift that you have given. I ask all of these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I hope you all enjoyed our time together today. Be sure to email me in the link below with your testimonies of what the Lord is doing in your life. We love to hear from you. Goodbye.